What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Channel Chasers. This time, we'll be doing something a little different. Uh, of course, as always, I am your host, Jay, from TV Time with Jay. And joining me, as always, is my co-host, my friend, my self-proclaimed sidekick, Brian Kersey. How are you doing tonight, Brian? You ready for movie? Hello, people. Let's do this. All right. So, yeah, this is going to be a first uh, for at least this incarnation of Channel Chasers. So, you know, normally we would be talking about TV, as you guys know, if you're familiar with the show. But uh, due to current world circumstances, and honestly, uh, we're too lazy to watch two seasons of a show to um, catch up uh, and uh, lack of time, uh, we've decided to start off something a little new uh, that Brian proposed, where like month. Uh, we pick a movie, and we take a break from TV, and we just kind of discuss that movie. Uh, let me guys that, actually. Think of these back-to-back. So that'll be yep. interesting. And uh, for those who don't know, uh, well, uh, for those of you who listen to this, you probably know that we all say all the time uh, that... There was a video podcast and Jay's channel that is no longer there. Well, part of that was that we used to do Cinema Seekers where we discussed, like, usually the big Marvel or DC movie. Yep. Or or a movie that, like, hit a particular niche for one of us or our audience. Yep. Pretty much. And... We've been kind of wanting to do it again for a while now, but with the whole podcast and changing names thing. Yeah, like, it, in, or, in order for me to do this, I would have to create a whole separate podcast, which I could do, and, you know, it is feasible, but also it's a lot of work, and uh, we've built up a pretty good audience with Channel Chasers as it is. I don't, I don't feel like uh, I, I would want to put in the extra effort to just start from scratch again. Brian pitched this idea to kind of like bring it in because I mean I think you know we figured if you guys like TV enough to hear us talk about it for an hour and a half or so uh, then you'll definitely enjoy us talking about a movie it's uh, much more singular not really as much to talk about except for like the bigger plot heavy movies Uh, so like these will probably be like quicker bites in comparison to our full nearly two hour shows yeah. Although when we get to next year with some of the bigger movies, we yeah, might like, have more to talk about. Yeah, like I said, the more plot heavy movies we're definitely gonna have, you know, more discussion. But for stuff and, like this, it's gonna be relatively quick. Uh, and we were to gonna do time. one other movie, but a friend of a a friend of the show. Yep, our buddy Jordan. Another movie. Mm-hmm. He and uh, we decided to postpone the other movie to next week. So that'll be the December movie. And uh, this will be the November movie. Yeah, and if you guys are watching this on YouTube yeah, or, or you know, listening to it, you can tell by the title and or thumbnail that the movie we'll be talking about this week is Jangle, the movie that was recently released on Netflix starring Whitaker. Or as it, or its full name, Jingle Jangle, A Christmas Journey. Which I appreciate the pun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, um, um, you know, normally with Channel Chasers, like a spoiler-free description, um, we'll kind of, we'll give you guys a plot synopsis without any spoilers, um, and then go into our thoughts on the movie. So, essentially, Jingle Jangle is about this guy, this uh, Jangle, who is a, like, brilliant inventor slash toy maker, and after a series of misfortunes hits him back to back to back, he kind of gives up on life, but not in the, like, you know, really dark way, but still pretty depressing kind of way. He stops inventing, he kind of gives up on his work. He becomes neglects, a pawn shop. 
Yep. He neglects his daughter to the point where um, he pretty much abandons her, but not in the traditional way where he leaves. She got fed up with him and left. Uh, but she, but you know, he pretty much abandoned her in, in um, sense. And so, you know, decades later, um, his granddaughter, who has the same kind of spark of curiosity and invention, wants to meet this man that her mom, you know, has always talked about so fondly and stuff like that. So she kind of figures out a way to get there, stay with him for Christmas, and you know, th- thanks to the um, purity and innocence of a child. Uh, um, Geronicus gets his groove back, basically, and, um, you know, rekindles his curiosity and his invention, and also, you know, reconnects with his family. Pretty much your standard feel-good, you know, Christmas movie. Also, it's a musical, guys, so I, I'm, I'm 100% about it. And it's, you know, oh, it's not just a musical. It's a mu- musical that has music that was co-written by John Legend. Yep. And also, like I, I, you know, this this might be a big comparison. I don't know. I don't know if you're feeling this, Brian, but I, I think this, you know, given some time, like maybe, um, you know, in a decade or so, I think maybe this movie could be considered along the lines of something like The Wiz, like how The Wiz was back in the day. Kinda, yeah. Because you know, it's an all-black cast, big, crazy, amazing musical numbers. Really good story, very well acted. I, I definitely get but that kind of vibe. Also, uh, similar to, I know it's going to be weird, but like uh, Black Panther, race isn't really a part of the movie. Oh yeah, being black is not a part of the movie. Happen to be black characters, which I really appreciate because, like, yes, one of one problems with uh, like with just media in general when they especially in modern media, they tend to, like, go for representation, but they're represented... The, the characters who are supposed to represent these groups, their representation is their character, and that's always lame. Um, these mm-hmm. people just happen to be... These, these people just happen to be black. Like, there's no... They're, they're not, like, speaking a certain way because of, you know, them being black. They don't dress a certain way. They're just people who happen to be black. Which, uh, by the way, uh, one other thing to point out about this movie. It's probably the first ever steampunk musical. Yeah, it, 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 it had like this weird pseudo-Victorian era kind of setting to it. Um, well, with all the cogs and stuff that definitely no, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it puts in your head. Yeah. Steampunk for sure, yeah. Um, but but it, it's it's also not like muted color like typical steampunk. Oh yeah, no, it's a, it's still a Christmas movie, so it's still very bright and vibrant, and you know, like it gives you the holiday, you know, holiday vibe. And this doesn't spoil anything, but I'm just gonna go ahead and say it right now. I love the the like costumes and everything. Oh yeah, the costume design is really really good. But I'm not gonna lie, like, uh, you know, because Ger- because Geronicus and like everybody else, like up until like we meet like Edison, spoke with like a regular American accent. They had like a British accent. And I was like, wait, wh- why are you speaking with a British accent? Why is everybody else around here speaking with a British accent? I'm so confused. Yeah. And- like it threw me off for a second, but then I was like, "Oh, duh, steampunk makes sense." Checks out. Uh, but yeah, so I definitely recommend it. I think the musical numbers are fantastic. The choreography is fantastic. I mean, it is so yes. elaborate. It's it, crazy. The choreography kind of reminded me of uh, the Greatest Showman. Yeah, definitely. Very bombastic numbers. Um, you can tell that, like, just everybody brought their A game from the back to everybody with their vocal performances. Um, I'm not gonna lie to you, I feel the same way, but a lot of times when a kid is the main focus of a plot, I have a fear in the back of my mind, like, oh my god, this kid is going to be the worst. Mm-hmm. 
But thankfully, both kids in this movie were pretty great. And the one that was annoying, he didn't really uh, get that much screen time. So it's cool. Also, uh, FYI, because this blew me. If it, this blew me away, I meant. Uh, both kids, this is their first ever thing that they've done. Wow, that's impressive, especially for Journey, like, you know, Kid Journey. Yes. Wow, that's, yeah, that's really great. Um, also, something that's really cool is that uh, this, um, this movie actually is kind of structured similar to, like, The NeverEnding Story, where the entire itself is, like, uh, uh, th- these kids are hearing a story from their great grandmother. Mm-hmm. Which kinda is uh, reminiscent also to a recent show that we covered, Bly Manor. Oh yeah, very similar. Um, but yeah, so let's go ahead and uh, get into actual spoilers and stuff. We highly oh, recommend hey. the movie. Oh yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, look at that. Usually when we talk about TV, we get to the spoiler section about 15 minutes in, and yeah. it's about 12 minutes right now. Yeah, that's, that's actually pretty good timing. So yeah, we, we, look at that. We, it's, it's, like, it's like we've been doing this for a while and have a structure. Mm-hmm. Professional. Um, but yeah, so we highly recommend the movie uh, it's on netflix so you know you don't got to brave the you got you don't got to brave the wild out there and risk covid nope so but uh rap 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 spoiler alert okay so brian what did you think of this movie cuz i dude i was fucking i was blown away just right from the opening number holy it's... crap forest Whitaker. like did yeah. not, I mean, I did not know, like, I, obviously I knew it was a musical, so this guy, I knew he could probably sing, but I did not know he could sing, like, with a capital mm-hmm. S sing. Mm-hmm. And if I'm being honest with you, after the, after the initial, like, uh, like, the big I sad. guess. <laughs> the big sad. The big sad, like, opening before the flash forward, I guess you'd yeah, say? Yeah, yeah, no, no. It, it, yeah, I, I just refer to it as the big sad, because literally it's just yeah. bad thing happening to him over and over and over, um, and it's just like, oh, damn. Well, what I was going to say is, like, initially, right after the the big sad, the movie did kind of, like... Slow down, yeah slow down and was a little like started looking at my phone a little bit until until journey showed up journey was seriously like a a breath of fresh air to this movie because i i was like i this is okay but it's kind of slow and then she pulled out like a full-on disney princess song like right in her intro well not just disney princess but like disney princess I'm a nerd, and people pick on me for it. Which is basically what all, what all of Belle's song from Beauty and the Beast was in the beginning. Kinda, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it was really cool. And uh, we immediately get to see that, we can now say this because spoilers, that she inherited her grandfather and... Uh, we don't know for sure, but maybe her mother's. No, it's definitely like, her. It's definitely her mother because her mother had that uh, was the one with the with the uh you know who created the plans for uh Buddy, right? Because uh like um what you call it, Journey got it from her notebook. When she looked at the notebook, it was marked Jessica Dangle. Oh, all right. So yeah, the whole um thing something that is never really talked about. And never really addressed in fiction. Uh, Harry Potter slightly addressed it, but it's uh, I believe the technical term for it is uh, numeromancy. It's numerology, actually. Yeah, numerology. numerology. 
Yep. Numerology. Numerology. Math is, magic. Yes. Because that's what it, they it, were doing. It's pretty fucking cool. Like you, you can do um, a lot. A lot of a lot of um, a lot of um, things that explore like broader magic systems that are uh, that are act- that actually existed in real life, quote unquote. Like you know that were established and people practiced. Um, numerology is pretty broken because literally you just you you write a math equation to basically reality work. At least that's how it works in fate. Um, and um, in this, it's pretty cool. Yeah, because you you basically reality warp because you're out. You you just basically kind of manifest the equation, and like you you have to figure out the probability of something, or how mm-hmm. the, or how something works. I mean, girl, and it just legit- manifests into the world. Girl, legitimately did a quad shot snowball. Yep. And he did by like calculating the trajectory. And, and he did a boomerang snowball. I I love that shit because he throws it, and she's like, "That missed me." Ah. Yeah. That was a that was a really cute moment. I loved that. Um. I I really do like the uh I like the relationship between Journey and um Geronicus. Yeah. I- um, you know, it it obviously isn't anything like we haven't seen before. You know, it's been done a bajillion times. Yes, um, and also, I will say that um, I don't know about you. I feel dumb that I didn't, but I initially did not see it coming that she forged the note. Oh yeah, no. I mean, when when they show when they showed the when they showed the thing. I figured that that's what happened, oh. um, especially because especially because of the whole thing with like you know in the flashback or like you know before they did the you know the time jump to decades later when they showed uh, you know young Keegan Michael Key um, stealing the uh, like stealing the book of uh, inventions after uh, getting basically having a devil action figure on his shoulder. Yeah, but what I was talking about was a journey forging the. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I know. Journey forged the signature on the blue. No, I'm saying, I'm saying. As soon as they. Uh, what I'm saying, dude, was that uh, she forged the note from. Oh, oh, forged the note. Yeah, like game plan style. Yeah, the, the note. Yeah, the note that Jeronicus wrote to. Um, yeah, to Jessica, so that Jessica would let him stay. Yeah, let her stay. But yeah. since you since Thank you me. mentioned it, I did like Keegan Michael Key as the. Keegan Michael Key was fucking great. I also did not know he could sing. Yeah, his like his solo song was. He had a he had a really good villain. Yes, song. he had a really and really good villain. It's song. not just because he's dressed in mostly green, but his character very much did remind me. Reminded me of the Riddler. Yeah. Uh, well, 100%. I was also going to say the Munzler. Oh yeah, I could also see that. How bad can I be? That's still a fucking bop, dude. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, he he was pre- he was pretty great. Uh, you know, he you know looked up to Geronicus, uh, was his apprentice, but felt like he was constantly overlooked and he wasn't being paid attention to. But he didn't really just realize, like, hey man, I just wanted to spend a little bit of time with my family and celebrate. But you're part of my family too. But you know, he was, but he got influenced by it. Just a, a greedy action figure. Yeah, because um, there are times where we've seen people where they're like, in a minute, in a minute, in a minute, I'll get to you in a minute, and they're just like saying it offhandedly, like later, later. But he actually meant it. Yeah, because he, he legit came back and like brought him food. He was like, hey man, like, you know, we're about that. Or I was like, you know, I, I brought you, I brought you dinner. We couldn't have a family celebration without you. I even got your Christmas. Oh, never mind. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, he was being influenced by evil Ricky Martin yep. doll. An evil action figure voiced by Ricky Martin, which is which, a sentence way, I never thought I would ever speak in my entire life. Which, by the way. 
his song, because they gave him a song too, his song definitely reminded me of multiple uh, Disney villain songs. 100%. 100%. All the, so, he, so here's my one thing that, like, that sort of kind of broke my like suspension of disbelief. Now, obviously, this is a world where magic and stuff exists and all that, right? But no one but Geronicus and, you know, uh, what's it, Gustin? No one but Geronicus, his wife, and his apprentice. And, uh, uh, you know, of course, Jessica saw uh, Don Juan, right? So, why the fuck aren't the police questioning the talking action figure? I mean, uh, true. I was, con- at- I was confused as fuck because, like, the kids, when, uh, when Buddy comes to life, they understandably freak the fuck out. Because <laughs> it's just like, the fuck is this? Mm-hmm. But, but but like you know at the end when they like try to act when you know oh, oh, when Keegan Michael Key tries to like arrest, have uh, Geronicus arrested like the action figure is out here in the open like telling talking to, to everybody yeah you know, talking to the cops and talking shit to the cops and the cops are just sitting there like you know what yeah you're right <laughs> I'm just like wait you're not and what <laughs> and when and when the journey pulls that move. He then he then starts talking like, "Oh, you were the villain this whole time. You stole all those." Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I have been so bamboozled. Oh, dearest me. Yeah, oh, like, Veronicus. That's, that's what I'm saying. I'm just like, wait, why is no one questioning this action figure? And so, until the very end, when they're like, "Oh, we'll take him too." It's just like, no, 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 no. It's fine. I got it. I'll just reprogram. What reprogrammed? I, I I love that moment because he's like he's freaking out and then it just like mm, shuts down. It's like there can only be one of me. It, that that's pretty great. Um, which which it, it is, it is kind of interesting, and I just put it together in my head mm-hmm. that the basics of our villains. We're greed and vanity. Yeah, basically. And um, I I also really like uh, I I really also I don't think so. It's a little bit of greed for sure, but I definitely think um, for Gustin or whatever the apprentice Keegan Michael Key's name is, his was more of envy, right? Because, oh yeah, because You're right. my bad. Because like. You know, it's not that he was greedy. Like, yeah, he used his, uh, like, the stolen vengeance to get rich. But it was more like he felt like he wasn't being listened to and he was jealous of his master because, you know, his mentor, like, was a great inventor, but he would never actually listen to him or help him with his inventions so he could get better. Which, which is why I really love the part at the end because, you know, throughout the whole, you know, the whole course of uh, The Apprentice going back and is because he has run out of pages in uh, the book of inventions, so he's out of toys. So he's like, "Oh shit, I gotta steal, I gotta, and, you know, make something." And so he's like, "Yeah, because right, he I'll tries go back to my." He's like, "Yeah, I'll go back to my old toy that I was trying to make while I was Geronicus's apprentice, but I couldn't and figure that's out the last part." And that's where we get his awesome song, which I love the way that ends. Yep. Where it, it ends, it ends up like the the whirly twirly ends up crashing and like. Uh, like severely hurting one of the investors' faces, like it, it attaches to the mustache, and like, the, the and he's just like my face. Yeah, but also, also, it's the end of the song. Yeah, and he's like so, and he looks, he, he, like, he, 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 he belts out a high note, but it, but it's, it's like a oh, but it's like ah. Yeah, he's like oh, ah. <laughs> yeah. That was really good. That's pretty great. That's pretty great. And and I love how he was like, like toy maker of the year, toy maker of the year, toy maker of the year, toy maker of the year. Yep. And and then because of that, when later he sends in his hype man to announce him for the buddy thing, 
there's literally only one person clapping. Yep, I thought that was hilarious. But yeah, it, it's it's a it's a really sweet moment when Jeronica is like, "Wait a minute, before you go to jail, I do have something for you." I was gonna give this to you on Christmas, man. I I had this part. You just had to wait. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I just thought that was that was that was really good. I, I liked that a lot. Um. Um. Also, I I loved I loved the uh you know make it work again song. Oh, that was good. because yeah, that... that is one other like small criticism that I have with this movie. Mm-hmm. They had Princess Tiana in their cast, and they only and they only used her for one song. I, I, yeah, I was I was upset. I was upset. But to lie. be fair, that one song was killer. It was probably the second best song in the entire movie, and she belted her ass off one hundred percent. But Forrest Whitaker ain't no slouch. Like no. he was keeping up. Mm-hmm. I was I was. So, like genuinely impressed. And also, also, you know what character that I, I like loved, like the side character that I loved the most. Hmm. Fucking Miss Johnson. Miss Johnson <laughs> was the shit. Her thirsty ass. Yes, yes, she was. Which a uh, weird thing is, the actress who plays her is a singer, mm-hmm. but that's not her voice. Really. That's someone else. They got, they got another, like recording artist. They had someone so, dub over a singer. That's wild. Yeah, but maybe it's just because her voice didn't fit the character or something. I uh, don't know. Gotcha. You, you never know. But I will say that yeah, I do love her. And one of the lines that stuck with me was when she gets her cart, and and at one point where. Where she's first talking about driving and all that, she says, "Yay, I only I only really I, ke- I, I only ac- I only almost killed one person today. That's a victory." And it's like, did you kill somebody? <laughs> she killed multiple people before. Uh, clearly, <laughs> that's what that's what she's implying. That's what she's implying. What the fuck? I'm telling you, she has to change out those background dancers every couple of months because she killed one of them on accident. <laughs> Which, by the way, they're also the best because they will just randomly show up whenever she's around, and she's like, and they're just like, "You'll be better if you smile." If you smile. Like that bass dude. I Ooh. love I love the baritone guy. The baritone guy is my favorite. <laughs> but, but yeah, and actually, I love it because Force Whitaker actually acknowledges them at one point. Yep. He goes, "Wait, he's like, so you oh. guys are actually a group." Oh, shit! My bad. Yeah. Yeah. He goes, so I, wasn't, was cool. it, I, I like it. I, I like that it was kind of broke the fourth wall. He goes, oh, so I wasn't just imagining you. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, and, and I, I, I also love that during her number, he's like just questioning. It's like, how the fuck did they get in here? What? You know, do you need to lay down? Like. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was one character that I didn't particularly like. But that was just because of uh, how flip floppy he was. You're talking about Edison, but the uh, the banker. The banker. See, I see. He wasn't even really a character, so I couldn't even really count him. Edison was the only character that I kind of I found annoying, just because I hate because he's kind of like he's that stereotypical like black nerd Urkel trope. Mm-hmm. But, but it wasn't, like, endearing like Steve, right? It was just kind of, like, the annoying worrywart. Like, but I I did, like... Journey had a few good back and forths with him. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, do you want to be my apprentice? Do you, you want to be, be mine? mine? I love that. That was great. I, I, I really yeah. like... Journey had, like, a very, very strong personality, but it wasn't, like... 
She had, she was she was you know she had a strong personality, but she was also still respectful. It wasn't one of those points where like she said something, I would have been like, oh, if I had said that to my grandfather, I would have got the shit smacked out of me. And she has one of the best like nerdy songs out there. Oh yeah, the square root of impossible root. is me. Yep. No, that the square root of possible. Yeah, the square root of possible is me. I thought that was that was a banger. That was a banger. Yes, yes, it was. Where she like dances through the workshop and she, yes, that was fantastic. Absolutely love that one. Yeah, no, and no, that that, 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 that little like, girl made like, a, gave a really standout performance. That was fantastic. Yeah, she, she was like, you know what? Screw this. I am good. I am. Smart. Mm-hmm. Little uh, uh Madeline Mills. She was that's her. She name. was great. I'm definitely gonna like. Yes. I'm gonna definitely look out for her in the future because she's she's gonna be going places. I can already tell from this, man. Mm-hmm. Which uh, I kind of, I kind of right now I know this is like my uber nerdy brain going, but I kind of would. Like to someday maybe see her as like a Marvel teen lead. I mean, I could if they, if they want to actually do Riri Williams proper and give her actual characterization, like she could definitely play it. And also, I kind of now also want to see Keegan Michael Key as a Marvel villain, bro. Keegan Michael Key, yeah, I would love to see Keegan Michael Key as like an Ant Man villain, like him going like back and forth with Paul Rudd. That would be <laughs> fucking great. Yes, it would. Oh man, no, he he's good. He's good. He's very un- he's underrated, man. Like he was mm. he was also kind of a villain in Pitch Perfect two, but nobody really talks about mm. that. Or was it Pitch Perfect three? It was one of the Pitch Perfects. You know who I think that he could be? Who? But it would be like a weird, twisted version. Okay. Well, it's definitely not like a weird twist version, but at least a ra- racial bent. Okay. I think he could be good as the MCU trapster. Ooh, interesting. I could see that. Pace Pace Pete. Pete. Yeah, Pace Pete. <laughs> one of, one of, one of those. That was one of the things that I did actually like about Ultimate Spider-Man, mm-hmm. is the fact that they address that he goes from Pace Pop Pete to trapster, and he's like, why? I liked Face Pot Pete. He goes, nah, man. That's Pete. definitely an improvement. Yeah, Pete's giving him like tons of shit for it. Yep. But but yeah, back to this. But yeah, uh, so essentially, like, you know, basically, long story short, Jeronicus, uh, uh, with the help of Jessica, ends up building Buddy, which basically, you know, shows the bank, oh shit, he really does have inventions. We can get a return on your investment. Guess what? We're going to be funding you for life, pal. Mm-hmm. So, you know. And also, a little note that I don't know if you noticed, mm-hmm. but uh, basically, like Grandma said, at the end, all of the inventions that he won best inventor of the year, best toy maker of the year for, all of them went back to Geronicus. Yep. And so they ended up getting all that money and and transforming the other guys like... Yeah, big tower. Yeah, big tower. Tower mansion thing. Willy Wonka's type mansion thing. Yep. Cause I did kind of get Willy Wonka. I got, vibes I got, from I got, Veronica's. I got big, I got big Willy Wonka. Like not just Willy Wonka. What was the other one with a toy store? You know what I'm talking about. Uh, hmm. The it's something Imaginarium. Uh, it's Mister Something. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, that, that's what it is. But I can't think of the full name. But it's like it, it has a kind of a similar premise to this. Uh, but yeah, I got that those kind of vibes from him as well. Also, I got um, I don't know if you know if you know this movie or not. It's an older '90s movie, but I also got vibes of 
a movie called Toys. Toys? Uh, no, I don't think I've seen it that starred, one. It starred Robin Williams. No, I don't think I've seen that one. It It's about like this, if I'm not mistaken, this like toy version of Willy Wonka mogul dude. I believe the story is that he passes away. And so it's all about his children trying to deal with the death and uh, deal with, uh, like, trying to carry on the business without him mm-hmm. and the lead, the lead son and the most eccentric out of the children is Robin Williams. Nice. And it, it's a really good, like, 90s movie, but it, it's definitely very 90s. I mean... The, uh, the like iconic main look for Robin Williams character is that he wears like a full on red suit, like bright red suit with a red bowler hat. Interesting. <laughs> but yeah, no, but it... um, I definitely, I, I, I like it. I mean, and I, I love, um, I love the reveal at the end because like, you know, this whole thing starts because, like, uh, you know, the the little girl is like, you know, look at the flames. They're singing and dancing. It's like, I don't see anything. She's like, yeah, you, you will. Trust me. You just got to believe. And then by the end of it, like, Journey's like, you know, um, wait. Because uh, the kids are like, by the end, they put it together. It's like, wait, does that mean? Yeah. Geronicus is your great, great grandfather. Um and then, you know, it's like, well, why didn't you tell us before? It's like, well, we were just, I was just waiting for when you got, when you both were ready for the magic, because their magic has been ready for you. And then Buddy walks down, who is voiced by BMO, by the way. I can definitely, I definitely hear the BMO voice. <laughs> I love, I love that that actress keeps playing these little robots. But. But yeah, but yeah, yeah um, Buddy walks buddy... down and, and he's like, hi, Journey. And she's like, hello, mm-hmm. buddy. And they're like, whoa. She's like, and they're like, does that mean that that's Geronicus's mm-hmm. mm-hmm. place now? And she's like, yes. And I think it's about time that we go visit it. They all start flying. Yep. Do the buddy. And I love that little moment where, like, Buddy, they're flying, and Buddy starts to go off to do his own thing. She's like, no, get back here. Yep. I do do love the little demonstration at the end uh, where, like, like Geronicus is just having a blast. He's like, follow me, buddy. Let's do a thing. And, like, you know, he announces that, you know, Jangles and things is going to be open for business. I thought that was great. That was really great. Yeah, and one of the few moments that I, one of the few, like, good moments that I liked Edison, Edison steps in and is like, come on. And Edison just, like, runs up and jumps and starts flying, too. Yep. That was pretty cool. One of, one, yeah. of, one of the moments I thought was cute with Edison was, like, when his mom was calling him to come home after, like, you know, they mm-hmm. do that, that big epic rescue of Buddy. Uh, um, and, uh, you know, he leaves, but then he comes back and finds, oh, by the way, Journey, I really like you. I really, really like you a lot. Okay, bye. Yep. <laughs> I thought that was And I do like the fact, yes, and I do like the fact that they left it, like, up in the air about whether or not he's grandpa or not. Yep. But but but, but, I will but admit, Buddy's voice did like play back that I'm okay. Mm-hmm. And also the grandson does look a little like Edison. Mm-hmm. But and acts kinda like Edison, honestly. Yep. But but yeah, uh, you mentioned it. I really like Buddy. He's great, and uh, he's he's not on, even he's not on screen for mu- uh, like that much time because budget. But he they give him a mm-hmm. lot of personality. Also, uh, the whole cliche thing that he's powered by belief. Honestly, it's cheesy, but it's a Christmas movie, so I always I, mm-hmm. I always allow cheese in Christmas movies. And you know, and you know. 
this is weird, and I didn't do this on purpose, but Buddy actually kind of reminds me of another Robin Williams movie. The Lover? No, you remember that movie Robots? Oh, yeah, I loved Robots. Where they were all these unique, look, different-looking robots. Yeah, Robin Williams was the red one, and then the, then the main character was the blue one. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think there was one in that movie that looked kind of like Buddy. Yep, I could definitely see that because he, he definitely has. He like, also had. He definitely has like the '50s robot, like Wally-esque design. And he did also kind of. I know this is the go-to robot, but he did genuinely kind of remind you a little bit of Wally. Yeah, that's what I said. He has, like, the Wally-esque design. He also, like, low-key kind of reminds me of, like, this is a, well, not obscure, but this is a, a, a little bit of a deep cut. You, you mentioned 90s movie references. Kind of reminds me a little bit of Johnny Five from Short Circuit. Mm. Oh, yeah. For sure. I get that. But, but, yeah, Johnny was a cool character, and in that ridiculous like action scene I thought at that, the end. I thought that shit was cool. <laughs> where like he where, just because something's ridiculous doesn't mean that. It's no, not I'm, not, I'm not. Cool. I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm not. I'm not saying that you're saying it's not. But I'm, I'm just saying I, I thought that shit was cool because like Gerardo goes out and out here doing high speed math while they were like fucking sliding away from fire. And he's like, "You need to go at this specific speed at a thirty-five at degree angle." T- Yep. It's like you're going too fast. You gotta slow down. And uh, they're trying and then Buddy's like, slow down. Does stretch arms and slows them down. Unfortunately, at the cost of wrecking wrecking his rusty ass body. Yeah, but like just that scene where the explosion is coming in. The kids are screaming. Yep. And of course, Whitaker's character's like, oh, shit. And he starts to, like, take cover. I, I love it, because afterwards, after, you know, they reunite and they hug, uh, you know, and they have that that, that sweet moment. Uh, Forrest Whitaker has, like, a split-second moment, like, wait, how do we get, how the fuck do we get out of here? And cue Mrs. Johnson. He's like, you came back. Oh, that was great. That was great. Miss Johnson is the best. Yes. And I like the fact that they uh, didn't go like full. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like they didn't like you know do the big epic kiss at the end, and like he didn't like you know show that he fell in love with her. He gave her the kiss, and she definitely you know she was like you know all smiling and happy about it. But it was, it was all in cheek. It was something sweet and innocent. And that look of just like stun on her face. Yep. Like, is this real life? Yep. And then she just starts. He's like, are you okay? And then she just starts busting into song and leaves. Yep. <laughs> and he's just like, uh, I'm going to keep this mistletoe. Yep. Yeah, that was great. Great. Um, Yeah, so overall, I just I just thought this movie was a really good, feel-good movie. But, and but... Uh, we didn't touch upon it before, mm-hmm. but I just want to point out that I really liked that like flashback stuff. Yeah, how it was like kind of claymation-y. Well, that too. The claymation like transitions and all that. Mm-hmm. That was really cool. And the animation was really cool. But also just that like flashback where we get to see Geronicus when he's young. Mm-hmm. That was really cool. And uh going back to Willy Wonka kind of reminded me of the Candyman can. Yeah, a little bit. I could definitely see that. And that actor who played young Geronicus, he's really good and needs to be in more stuff. He um, had such a strong... I loved it, yeah. Uh, he's been in two... In two... One Season Wonder TV shows as a lead. Dang. Uh... He was in the Training Day TV show, and he was uh, in The In Between, 
that show that had uh, Captain Lance in it and was about the oh ghosts. the ghost one that you watched yeah I remember I remember you talking about that he was he was the like partner he was uh, Captain Lance's partner oh cool but yeah so that guy cannot get a break but this was awesome and I want to see him in more stuff yeah same same he was great. So yeah, um, you know we we don't um, we don't norm uh, we don't normally do this with channel chasers because it's, it's TV. But I guess because it's a movie, we what would you give this overall like out of five in terms of a rating? I'd give this a solid seven. I liked it. I thought it was solid. I thought you just said out of five. Oh yeah, out of ten. Out of ten. My bad. I'm. I'm... Yeah, honestly, I'd give this like for me. I know this is. Like, cause I'm forever the optimist in the group, and I'm like, I mean, I, like, it doesn't just cause, just cause I'm more of a realist doesn't mean I don't like feel good. But I'm I'm saying that uh, for me for me though my instinct says uh, seven and a half. Okay, yeah, and I I definitely thought this was like a solid seven. Like it was a great movie. Uh, and I'm, I would definitely watch this again, and maybe this will turn into a Christmas thing for me. Uh, but like, it's not like because because it follows you know stuff we've seen a million times. It's not like anything like super groundbreaking or anything. No, but it 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 does it's... those tropes really really well. So I uh, like you know, mm-hmm. solid seven. Mm-hmm. So. Next week's movie night is going to be on Happiest Season, the um, LGBT plus uh, Christmas rom-com. Starring Kristen Stewart. Victor Garber, Aubrey Plaza, a bunch of people. Like a bunch of... Ricky Martin's also in that one. He is? Wow. Um... I know that also uh, Allison Brie is in it. in there as well. Aubrey Plaza, yep, I believe, I, yeah, is I mentioned in it. Aubrey Plaza. Oh, my bad. Uh, and uh, what's his name? Uh, I always get his first name wrong. Uh, I mentioned Victor Garber, if you're talking about Victor Garber. No. Daniel Levy. Oh, Daniel Levy. Right. I keep wanting to call him Sean for some reason, but his name's Daniel, and he's awesome. Yep. Yeah, so we're going to be watching that uh, next week for movie night, so that's going to be fun. Also, a little bit of sad TV news. Uh, Utopia got canceled. We're upset because cliffhanger. Um, just real quick. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so we've reached uh, plug time like a whole <laughs> 30 minutes earlier than usual. Um. So yeah, Brian, we have reached a special time of the night where we get to tell everybody listening and or watching what is coming up and going on on our channels uh, in this week and the week to come. So what is happening over on your channel? Um, I have been... Uh, I blacked on episodes two and three, but I have been covering Mando and Mandalorian. And uh, not say anything because a certain somebody has not seen it yet. But last episode was big, and uh, I can't wait to see where we go from here. Yep. Um. If I, uh, I'll see. Maybe something else will pop up. Uh, I know TV shows are starting to come back. My TV shows are all on fucking break. Well, um, whatchamacallit, uh, some bigger network shows are coming back. Uh, both mine are on break. Um, except for, I think A Million Little Things comes back. Uh, so I'll, I'll, if if it's back, because I know it took a two-week break after the first episode, so I don't know if it's back now or it's next week. Uh, but... Also, uh, since we're transitioning to you, mm-hmm. I don't know if you cover this or not, 
But uh, Shameless comes back next week. Uh, I have not watched Shameless in at least two seasons. It's the final season, and apparently they address Corona. Uh, every show and every show and their mom has addressed Corona. I'm honestly tired of shows addressing Corona. Well, I mean, it's a real thing that's happened in real no, life. No, I, I know that. I'm just saying, like, I'm tired. Of, well, I'm tired of comedies, I guess, specifically addressing Corona because they use the same jokes, and I'm tired. Nobody cares about Tiger King anymore, guys. Hmm. Um, but yeah, um, if A Million Little Things comes back, I, uh, if it's off of its two-week break, I will be covering that. Both The Good Doctor and This Is Us will not be back until fucking January. Um, well, The Good Doctor, um, The Good Doctor has one more episode because it's the winter finale. So I guess I'll be doing that as well. Um, I, I am on Twitch where I'm, um, going to be doing, uh, you know, the usual FDO stuff as well as, um, a playthrough of Nekopara with my friend Tony, uh, helping me voice additional characters because I wasn't about to voice all those characters by myself. Um, so that's pretty fun. Um, if you uh, if you're in if you're into the weeby stuff, definitely follow me on Twitch um, or my second YouTube channel, uh, Jay's Caldea. But yeah, um, that's pretty much it. Um, we've kind of got. A little bit of a lull before everything really returns. And, you know, obviously there's mm-hmm. going to be a little break for the holiday season. So, you know, keep that in mind as well. But uh, we guys, uh, we hope you guys enjoyed uh, this uh, this brand new addition to uh, Channel Chasers. And uh, let us know what you thought about it in the comments down below if you're watching this on YouTube. Uh, if you are watching this particular episode or listening to it on uh your preferred podcast platform, leave a review of the episode down below because that does help us, um, you know, get found by uh, other people. It helps, you know, like raise us on the charts on iTunes. Give us that uh, coveted five-star review. Uh, we would really appreciate and, it. And uh, anyone who might be watching on YouTube, like, comment, subscribe, you know the gist yeah, the, now. Yeah, the usual YouTube stuff. Don't forget to hit the bell. Um also, if you if yeah. you see an ad on this, it's because they tra- change the terms of service because YouTube sucks. Um, yeah, but uh, what can you do? It's a love hate relationship. Yeah, it's all we've got. It's all we've got. But anyway, you guys, um, you know we're gonna continue to be in the uh, the holiday spirit uh, next week. Hopefully, you are too. Hopefully, you guys had a good Turkey Day a couple days ago. If you celebrate it, if not, hope you had a good Thursday. It's some nice shopping. Uh, but we will catch you guys next week. Peace. Don't stop believing. <laughs>